Are you able to listen to someone sharing a problem without trying to fix it? In other words, can you just listen? Or are you formulating a solution as you listen? Listening to someone tell you that they're about to make a decision that could make their lives harder is so uncomfortable. We may want to talk them out of their plans, but we also know that by inserting ourselves like this, we could end up creating tension in the relationship at least. By saying nothing, it seems like we're agreeing. But if we speak the truth in love, we may get slapped into submission by a verbal rejection. Unsolicited advice is a field of landmines. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. We can usually sense when we're walking into a field of landmines in a conversation. We can usually tell. There's an uneasiness that creeps into our souls, making us feel awkward and uncertain. Unsolicited advice is so easy to give, but it's really hard to take. But the temptation to give advice when we haven't been asked is great, especially when we're close to the person and we're concerned about their well-being. Is it our place to offer the advice? What happens if we say something and then things blow up and we get chewed out? How can we sit by and watch someone running straight for the edge of an unseen cliff that we have in full view? Giving advice is tricky terrain. Let's consider three things to keep in mind when we're trying to discern when to speak and when to be silent. First, wait until the other person is finished speaking. The bad habit of talking on top of others is one that's common but not helpful. By listening with your mind set on being a fix-it person, you may miss some important cues as to what's behind the issue that the person is going through. Listening requires concentration. Look at the person. Focus on their words. Observe their facial expressions and be all there. Be checked in. Think about the last time someone shared something with you that was troublesome or that needed advice. Did you listen with compassion or were you trying to problem solve as the person spoke? Proverbs 18.13 warns us against this unhelpful habit. It says this, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. How can you answer something when you haven't fully heard it? When a person wants to talk, ask them if they want your response or just a listening ear. In case you're wondering, well, what's the point of just listening? Maybe you've just not had your turn yet needing a listening ear. People are not always seeking immediate solutions. Sometimes they are sorting through the rubble before coming to a stage where they are ready for counsel. Instead of trying to be an automatic answering machine, practice the patience of listening. Yes, listening requires patience. The second thing to consider when giving advice is this, wait to be asked Sometimes we see things that are going on in someone else's life, and the closer the relationship, the greater the temptation to insert ourselves without permission. This is really hard. I'm not speaking lightly here because I've been through times where loved ones had something going on, and it definitely looked like they were going to take giant steps in a painful direction. But you know what? We've done it too. 
understand that we're all capable of doing this. And we need to be careful that there's not a spirit of pride developing in our own lives. When we think that we need to tell someone else where they're wrong, it could be that we're thinking too highly of ourselves and not nearly high enough in regards to God. It's very easy to see ourselves as superior in our own minds when in reality, if we have any true wisdom, it came from God. Listen to this reminder from Romans 12.3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Pride creeps into the cracks in our lives, and we have to be on the lookout for it. Pride reminds me of a rodent. It can squeeze into the tiniest hole, and then it takes up residence without us knowing it until it's finally exposed. Beware of the rodent called pride. This doesn't mean we can't be honest when we see clear danger, but the spirit in which we speak must come from a pure motive. Too many times, we're really just trying to get a person to conform to our ideals rather than to God's. Examine yourself carefully here. We have to examine ourselves. Are we trying to get someone else to do things our way, or are we truly concerned that the person may be headed for harm? There is a difference, and we need to take care not to become busybodies in other people's lives. This was a problem that was addressed in 2 Thessalonians 3.11. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but busybodies. You know what a busybody is? A busybody meddles in other people's affairs, and that rarely goes well. Now, in context, this scripture was also talking about people who aren't even willing to work, and there's an idleness here that's also being corrected, but we want to be sure that we're not walking around as busybodies, meddling in other people's lives, and thinking that we're the experts in how they should live. When we're concerned about someone, Asking permission to speak with them is better than barging into their lives with unsolicited advice. Small doses at a time are better than backing up a truck and dumping a whole load of observations on someone. And finally, don't attempt to advise a scorner. This is really important when we're considering navigating the tricky terrain of giving advice. We covered this topic in Season 1, Episode 11, so we'll just touch it briefly here. But a scorner is a person who doesn't take God or his word seriously and mocks those who do. Once again, beware of pride, because the temptation to slide into a debate will become overwhelming if pride joins the conversation. What may have started out as a genuine desire to give helpful guidance could quickly decline into a shouting match. When someone mocks God, our faith, and Christianity overall, we tend to take this personally, but it's not our insult. The offense is against God. A scorner will not be corrected by warnings delivered in the wrapping paper of advice. Understand that when the scorner is someone we love dearly, the desire to go on a rescue mission will be enormous, but we need to handle this matter with extreme care. Our first step with a scorner is to obey Scripture ourselves. We are clearly told not to correct a scorner in Proverbs 9.8. Listen to what it says. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. When we expect a scorner to obey the Bible and we're disregarding it, we're off base. It shouldn't be surprising that conversations with a scorner end in anger, shouting, tears, and even more. 
the Bible says clearly, reprove not a scorner. And then it goes on to tell us why, lest he hate thee. Trying to correct someone who disregards God's authority in their life is out of line, and it could damage whatever is left of the relationship. That's not the goal. So when God says reprove not a scorner, our job is to obey. But what if a scorner asks you for advice? There are times when we have relationships with people who have really honest discussions with us and they may actually ask, but proceed with extreme caution here because the scripture is still the same. So your words must be just prayerfully and skillfully chosen. Have you ever paused in a conversation just so you could have a silent word with God? It's a good idea to do that. If a scorner asks you a question, pray before responding. Pause. A pause isn't going to hurt something. Rushing in, that could get you hurt. Pray before responding and keep your answers so brief that it's not an invitation for a debate. Do you really believe in the power of prayer? If so, before you give any advice, spend time in prayer for wisdom from above. Our wisdom is flawed and so is our advice. God's wisdom is perfect and so is his word. God can give us wisdom that makes us powerfully beneficial to others. James 1.5 is a great closing verse that says this, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Pray for this kind of godly wisdom, which includes the wisdom to know when to speak and when to be silent. You know, we all take turns making mistakes, and there are times when we need advice and yet we don't seek it. Instead of viewing others as flawed because of their choices and decisions, remember that we're capable of the same thing, and we can learn how to practice temperance in this area of giving advice. Ultimately, we're not in the broken life repair business. That's God's specialty. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.